We're awesome. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to check out all of our... I even forgot that because I'm thinking about our ages now. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to check out all of our back episodes. Hit that subscribe button. If you're on Apple, please leave us an awesome review. We would love that. And then engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod at symbol pirate Alice at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Hmm. Yo, yo, what up? So last night, what? Well, it's well, it's better than catch you on the flips, which I always try to bring uh, back. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway last night, last night, uh, we're watching. Uh, the uh the Phillies game and Laura comes home and I'm and I'm really dying to watch the new Clint Eastwood movie Cry ah. Macho mm-hmm. and she says Bill I don't think I'll be able to make it through a movie why don't you watch it tomorrow morning for the podcast hmm. and I'm like okay I'll watch it, was it. Nice of her. yeah 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 it it was it was wonderful yeah until I watched Uh-oh. it oh no no, it's all right. I mean, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in okay. a minute. Okay. But anyway, I don't even know where I was going with this story. Gah. You were watching the Phillies game. Yeah. And then we were talking about the movie. Oh, God, I lost my train of thought. What a disjointed podcast already. Damn, Anyhow. Yeah. Old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, so what you got this week? I've got uh, a few things here. Uh, the first one is that new American Crime Story impeachment that's on Ooh. FX. Oh, you watched mm. that. I've, I've, there's only two episodes so far that have been uh, released mm. or aired. Uh, it, it's about the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal. Uh, Bernie Feldstein plays Monica, and she was in the movie Booksmart. Yes. And she had a recurring role on What We Do in the Shadows, season one. She was yes. Jenna, if you remember. Yes, I do. She was the, the uh, not the sorority girl, but the college girl who who got bit. And then she kind of turned into a vampire and flew away. <laughs> I loved her character. That's yeah. where I know her from. That's where you know her from. Not from and, what we do in the shadows, but book smart. Oh, thank you yes, for that. Yes, okay. you're welcome. And Sarah Paulson is Linda Tripp in some trippy makeup. Let me tell you, they really hid Sarah Paulson's look aside from like the way she talks in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is like, well, I didn't even recognize her. And. This one really got me because the second episode is when you finally see Bill Clinton. Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton. That's Clive Owen? That is Clive Owen. Wow. British actor Clive Owen plays wow. Bill, the, pres- the United States president, Bill Clinton. Uh, wow. Also, Judith Light has a role in this. Uh, Kobe Smulders has a role in this. Colin Hanks, Mira Sorvino. They've got some big names um, coming in and these first two they kind of are jumping around in time a bit because when it first starts is when monica's sitting 
in the mall or she arrives at the, the mall, like the shopping mall in the food court, she's hanging out. And then you see Linda Tripp and two FBI agents coming towards her. So we know she's kind of been set up mm-hmm. and that's when they bring her in for questioning. Then you flashback and it's more about Linda Tripp and her position in the white house and then when she meets Monica and then the next episode is more about Monica getting more intimate with the president. Oh, <laughs> and then her talking to Linda and other people. We also are getting that whole uh, Paula Jones business going on too. Paula Jones. Oh man. Yeah, I forgot about claimed- her too. Yeah, she claimed that she was in a hotel room. She met up with Clinton in a hotel room. I don't know if he was president yet. And he exposed himself, I guess. I think that was when he was governor, Bill Clinton. Yeah, I think it's when he was governor. I don't think he was president yet. And she was, uh, I don't know, the head of something. Some civic group or something. And, yeah, apparently he called her to his hotel room to talk to her, and she went and uh, he yanked out his wee-wee. And it's interesting now watching this this portrayal of this because she did a – her first uh, press conference to, you know, mention this. All of the reporters are saying, well, why would you go to his hotel room? What'd you do that for? What did you expect when you went to his hotel room where they're blaming her for it because nobody has any kind of a meeting in a hotel room ever. Nobody's ever done that ever. Really? I've done, I've, I've had kind of like roundhouse meetings in hotel rooms. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So for the reporters to be blaming her for going to his hotel room, it's a hotel room. What did you expect? I, I find that, well, now today, looking back, it's like you're victim blaming, it, which is what they did back then. Well, and he's the president. Well, back when he was the governor. Well, governor. Paul Jones. Yeah. Well, well, but he's still the governor. He's the president yeah. of his state. So he's, yeah, he's, he's still. Tra- yeah. And if he's going to have a private meeting with someone and he's not in Little Rock or wherever the the capital of yeah Little Rock I think is the capital of Arkansas I think it is yeah yeah um if he's not in the capital where he's got his offices where then he's going to he take a meeting her? he's going to take a meeting where he can't right yeah where he's oh, already man, where the where the people of Arkansas are already paying for a room oh, why I make them pay that. for yet another room so so yeah the victim blaming that was going on and the stupid questions they were asking her. And she wasn't expecting any of that. You could see how flustered she got. And I kind of want to watch the actual footage of her, that first uh, thing to see how closely they are, or mm-hmm. you know, like if they've really reenacted it. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. Uh, yeah. What's it, what's it like looking back on that now? Comparatively speaking, with the shit show that's been our government for, you know, the last (laughs) fucking five, six years. It's from this portrayal, you can see how 
the different parties are still out to get each other. How the Republican, there's this Republican caucus or some group who got Paula Jones better lawyers to go after him. And you could tell they are doing everything in their power, giving the lawyers all this information to seriously go after Bill Clinton. Because Whitewater apparently fell apart. Mm-hmm. They don't. They mention it a little bit in the first episode, and then it kind of fades away because apparently this one's bigger than whatever Whitewater was. And Whitewater from my was memory, a land deal. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But from my memory of all this, I didn't give a shit, and I thought it was stupid, and I didn't care. So I didn't pay much attention back then. I also just didn't care about politics back then in general. I was like, fuck it all. I have no power. So I wasn't paying attention. Remember Don Wade in Roma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to to board up for them. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, the late Don Wade, rest your soul, was an angry fucker. And he was also a conservative. And his wife, Roma, was the flower child Democrat. So their whole morning show wow. was based on dueling viewpoints and his usually one because he was the loud obnoxious asshole on the station that catered more to conservatism conservatism rather than liberalism all right i heard so much so many parody songs about whitewater and paula jones and monica Lewinsky to last me a fucking lifetime I mean, and I, but I never would want anybody victim blamed, no matter what decade that happens in. That sucks. Yeah. And that's really what happened, even, you know, to Monica and to Paula Jones. And Monica became the butt of jokes for, you know, she is still the butt of jokes for people. And she's trying to get her life together. And I've read many articles about Monica and, yeah. When- And she was doing like TED Talks kind of a thing about how people who are in the news, when everybody forms their side and then the media forms their side and they totally attack one person and go after one person and it it destroys their lives. And how do you recover from that? And everybody forms their opinion based on your name when they hear your name now. But that's why I was glad to see Monica Lewinsky's name attached as isn't she a producer on this show I believe she is one of the producers yes she definitely worked with them and talked about it um, and helped the uh, Beanie Feldstein get in the character and understand things and that's what I that's what I admire about Monica Lewinsky because and not trying to mansplain or do any shit like that But it just seems to me that in the decades after that, she went from being defined by it to owning it to get herself through it. And it's been a long haul for her because it wasn't until very more recently that she's managed to own it and get through it. She had a long period of depression and just. And it's been almost 30 years living with that shit for 30 years. That's and she's going to live with it for the rest rest of her life. life, And she's got such a look 
that she cannot blend into society. And God bless her genes, too. She still looks almost exactly the same as she did back then. I know. She looks incredible. And, and that's not the point of it. But because she looks so similar to the way that she did, she, she can't hide. Yeah, yeah. So I am so glad that she is finally reckoned with it, I guess. And is and is working with this, and and it's good. I would love to check it out. Maybe when all the episodes drop, then I'll go in and and watch it. Where is it? It's on FX. I, I'm assuming it's available on Hulu too, because FX everything is available on Hulu, right? Yeah, I think so. It might be next day. Available. I think. So. I don't think it, it is definitely not exclusively on FX because I've been recording it on my DVR. Mm, mm. Because I don't know what time it's on, I just record it. And then when I see that there's a new one, I watch it. Is it bad that I just go to FX and if it's there, that's great. And if it's not, eh, it just leaves my mind. <laughs> there's so much oh, shit. This one, uh, yeah, I wanted to see it and then I totally forgot about it. And then my friend reviewed it. He was more about the makeup and uh, their fake noses. But that reminded me to watch it and find it and record it so I could watch it. Well, I will. And I didn't even think to check Hulu. I will. So I'm, yeah, I'm totally. I will definitely check that out because the first thing I'm going to talk about is also on FX on Hulu. Really? Really. It is called Why the Last Man. That's my second thing to talk about. We can roll this into one. That's awesome. All right. So for everybody who is out there, this show uh, is on FX, but shows up, I think, the day after on Hulu. They dropped a, multiple episodes on yes. Hulu. So it might only be on Hulu, Maybe. or are you watching I'm it watching on, it on Hulu. FX? I'm watching it on Hulu. I think it's only on, on okay. Hulu. Because, yeah, specific FX on okay. Hulu. It's a, it's a show about... What happens to the world when all the men die? It's And it's based on a graphic novel series. And, well, very specifically, they say it's everybody with a Y chromosome. Because there are, there are mm -hmm. trans characters in this show who appear male yeah. but are not because they are transsexual. And so you, you see that. But that's a side thing. But there's only one dude alive and i'm not and i'm not spoiling anything that's actually in the trailer for this show yeah and that's why you know the title too the last the last oh, yeah right <laughs> god what is wrong with me today oh my god i have not had enough fucking sugar and coffee today that's what it is we need, you know what i want a dunkin donut sponsorship that would feed two birds with one feeder absolutely anyhow so the whole yeah. premise of this show is on, on a certain day, animals d start dying first. And then all the men, oh. all the men just start bleeding out of every orifice and then they all die through the. Yeah. And just, just a warning. There is a dog. Scene oh yeah. That is, that was so hard for me to yeah. watch. I was like, really? Yeah. Did you have to? Do, you could have just stuck with the rats, really. Well, yeah. If you, <laughs> I would have preferred to watch the rats rather than the dog. I know the oh, the first episode is so. Rough. There's the warning. There's yeah, the warning. yeah. There's the warning. There is a dog scene. Yes. 
as it is expiring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 and it follows several characters as they live their lives the day before this event happens and then the day of this event. And several characters are the children of Diane Lane. Now, Diane Lane is a lower level government official, or is she a senator? Yes, she was the U.S. congressman. And through the line of succession, becomes the president of the United States. Yeah, because everybody else. Because everybody else. They can't find it. Every- They're all gone. They can't. They, they, they dead. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's what happens. And, I, and I, I don't know why I was so surprised that the world turned to shit. But I guess it always does turn to I shit. I was too. And I was like, I expected better of women. <laughs> and, and the sad part is, so did I. Men fuck things up. I'm like, <laughs> if you remove the penis, the, you know, my dick's bigger than yours. The penis is the bad. <laughs> yes, it's yes. Zardoz all over again. But I was like, wow, yeah, this world I mean, went to shit. Yeah, I was, oh man, I was. But I'll I'll tell you what this show is. It's fucking creepy. And we're watching it, especially the first uh, two. Well, the, there are three episodes now. And by the time this show airs, the fourth one will have dropped because it drops every yeah, week. On the on the, and the next episode drops on the 20th. It was just creepy because and I'm turning to Laura and I'm going, yeah, I'm 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 not there. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help you through this world. So <laughs> go round up the family, go to someplace safe. And it it, it just kind of yeah, makes you yeah. think in this kind of apocalyptic thing, what would you do? Right? Yeah. You know. And then you, I it got me thinking, okay. So what jobs, like what industries are key to our current lifestyle, like air conditioning, you know, electric, gas, um, phone lines, but like of those kind of things, what are predominantly male to where a woman wouldn't know how to run a machine, the equipment or whatever, like how much is how, what is that worldwide is where I was thinking. And then, so, but then we hear the powers failing and things are flooded. Where did the floods come from? Just because men died. The the floods came. I didn't quite The floods came because did we have terrible weather. No, because water. Well, it takes place in the winter, but water filtration, all those systems broke down, and because of that, uh, I guess water backed up and things got flooded. It, it's one of those things that if you if you blink and you and you miss it, it, it really kind of doesn't matter. It just kind of sets up that the world is shit. Yeah. Oh, totally. And then you see some riots outside places, people blow, throwing, I don't know, Molotov cocktails and stuff. I'm like, would we really do that? Would we really? Isn't it interesting? Like women. But isn't it interesting, though? It's This show is The Walking Dead without the zombies. And without men. And without men. And that's why I guess I expected I expected it to be like a like a more put together kind of world, because, you know, like I said, men fuck things up. Yeah, slightly better kind of a world. Yeah. But I, I guess all society devolves when 
you know, shit hits the fan. And there's a character played by Amber Tamblin in this show. She plays the daughter of the conservative president in this show. That's That's her. her. And she, you see that the day before she was on a book tour touting the fact that the world needs men. Mm hmm. And that we're making them very emasculated. And we're making them emasculated and effeminate and men need their masculinity, blah, blah, blah. So you see, you'll see a faction come up later is what I'll say. Because I I don't know where that's going yet, but you can see where that's kind of going. I can see where it's going. It's a fascinating show. It it really is. It is. It's a very fascinating show. The premise is is really quite fascinating. It makes me want to hunt down the the graphic novels mm. to see how that is written. If you know, if it's following it, or you know, if it's loosely following. It. I want to hear from our women listeners out there. So log on to yeah, I, I really do. So log on to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button, or engage us on your social media. What would you do? What would you want the world to be? What what do you see the world as if all the men just all of a sudden, you know, started snorting up blood and keeled over? You know, or do you are are you watching this show thinking, yeah, that's fucking creepy? Let us know. I'd be very interested to know. I really would. It's a it's a great thought provoking sci fi kind of show. Mm-hmm. And this uh, article here I'm looking at says the producers aimed to update and expand on the whole gender uh, the Y chromosome dying thing uh, because the the comic was began two decades ago. Oh. So they want to reflect changing societal attitudes towards gender and everything through this. I, so, I, okay. But that, may- and that's why the showrunners specified that trans women with Y chromosomes also died as well as women with an androgen sense insensitivity who were unaware they possessed a Y chromosome. And see, that's cool. And, and I guess that's why yeah. they call it Y the last man. So everybody with a Y chromosome just dies. Mm-hmm. It, and so the, the producers focusing a bit more on that than maybe the comic did. Cool. It's interesting. To and know. that's very cool. Yeah. I just don't want it to be one of those shows that tries to go on for years. Oh, God. Yeah. No, please. I mean, please. if they've got 20 years of are they still making this comic book or was it a just a graphic I series from 20 know. years ago? I, I just want it to end. Because I think it would be more powerful if they didn't try to. No pun intended, bleed it dry. It went from 20 or no, 2002 to 2008. OK, well. If they if they beginning, middle and end it, it's absolutely worth the watch. But if you start getting into season two and season three of all this bullshit, I I don't know if it will be worth it, because how often can you see, you know, society? That's why I dropped Walking Dead. How often can you watch that and want them to find someplace awesome? They do. And then it gets fucked up. Yeah, there are 10 collected editions that are in trade paperbacks so a total of 60 issues but they've collected into 10 individual books 
All right. You, for those who care to. You read. hear us, FX. You hear us, Hulu. We're powerful. We have 22 plus listeners out there. <laughs> and what yes, we say yes, we goes, do. don't extend this past a limited series. Really? All yeah. Right. I mean, that's why I like the Korean dramas. They they have the one season and then they're done. And you've got a beginning, middle, and end, and you don't really need more. Well, I just think that it would be a better, well, we're getting a plethora of mediocrity these days because everybody's rushing to get content out there. Mm, yeah, yeah. So better quality is probably found overseas, like a money heist or something, or your K-dramas or something like that. Yeah, but if we did it and we did it well here in the states, why the last man could be awesome, you know? It could totally. And then maybe you wouldn't have had a cancellation of Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Oh, I'm heartbroken. Zoe, but Zoe might have been a one or two season thing tops, and then it was great. Yeah, that was the good thing about the Good Place. It ended after four seasons. It. Yeah, and it ended where it wanted to end, and they didn't drag it out. Because really, how long could you drag that out? Yes. Before people are just like, all right, we get we it. We get it. Let's be done And now. hence why The Walking Dead is bleeding viewers and, and all that other oh, sort of stuff. God. But anyway, check out Why the Last Man, who uh, FX on yes. Hulu. Very well worth it. And each episode is only like, isn't each episode like 30 minutes? Yeah, it felt like it was only half an hour. Yeah. And they feel like mini movies. They drop some money on this show. Um, so oh, totally. watch it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's really good. It's really good. And I just want to throw out there that I absolutely love Diane Lane. She's adorable. She has been adorable throughout her entire she career. She's been adorable. And I love her to pieces. And I'm so glad we got to see her on this. Well, she she pops up every now and then. Uh-huh. Anyway, Diane Lane, anyway, you're the shit. I love Diane Lane, yeah. and she's my favorite, and I would love to meet you and talk to you and interview on our Diane show. Diane Lane, yes. Come on our show. <laughs> 22 people are dying to hear you. <laughs> yes, yes, because everybody here loves Diane. And everybody would be attentive. You'd have a small audience to just cater to. Yes. Anyway, yes. so what else did you watch this week? Anyway, the other thing I have is my international show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was waiting for the yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, yeah, yeah, this one's on Netflix. This actually has two seasons, and that's then it's going to be done. It's called Hospital Playlist. It is a hospital drama, and the it surrounds five surgeons in different um, departments. You got the neurosurgeon, the cardiac cardiothoracic surgeon um a one is an obgyn the other is a pediatric surgeon that kind of thing and they have they've known each other since college med school college and they formed a band so they practice on the weekends uh, they i don't think they've had any actual performances and the the girl of the group she sings very badly and they make fun of her throughout of her terrible singing. And when we see them play their song, because every episode has a song they're performing, you hear her singing and she is, the actress is purposely singing badly and it shows. Okay. Which I'm okay with because she's been in musicals and so clearly she can sing properly. 
but it's a fun show. It's, you know, got some drama and some, oh, because it's in a hospital, you've got everybody who's got some kind of problem, you know, the, the characters that come and go. And so there's some gut-wrenching sadness, but then there's some really funny bits and I'm like laugh out loud funny bits that are just really, and you got the romances between everybody that's like, oh, oh, it's just such a cute little show. I love it. I absolutely love it. The episodes are anywhere from like 72 to 120 Holy minutes. shit. I know. I didn't realize it till last, actually last <laughs> night. And I'm already on season two. That's when I realized how long these are. Because I'm like, I'm starting to fade. I'm getting really tired. I can't keep my eyes open. And reading subtitles is hard when your eyes are closed. Yeah, what I meant. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm like constantly rewinding it. Like, oh, man, I didn't. I, it, something happened. They were talking. And then I'm like, no, just go to bed. You're never going to fit. I saw how much longer I had to go after I've already gotten an hour's worth of that episode. I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I have to turn this off. And go to bed. I'll come back later. But I love this show. I love this show so much. It's really good. And the one of the lead actors is in a movie in the be- that Dwight took me to at the theater in the before days. <laughs> before um, yeah. And this movie is so funny. It's called Exit. And it's like a disaster action comedy oh, film. Oh, good. Where the main guy, he's kind of... Like he's already done with school and he's supposed to be getting a real job and he's kind of a loser and he really wants to hook up with his like college like crush and they were totally into rock climbing and stuff and he's at like a a birthday party for his grandmother and some terrorist has released this gas that kills people as soon as they get to this they get in the cloud so and the but the the gas is heavy so it's staying towards the ground so because he's a rock climber and his crush is a rock climber they're climbing on the rooftops of every of buildings to (laughs) to help people and get away (laughs) it's it's so goofy Uh but it was really good it was really good and it's really funny and if you can find it i have no idea where you might find it these days because i i hadn't even thought about it until i saw that he was in it um yeah if you can find it it's it's really fun cool and you should find it and watch it because exit is really good so i've got i've got a half thing to talk about before my last thing so okay. terry shout out to terry terry uh let me know that there is a new parks and rec podcast oh our competition damn it and Ooh. it's called parks and recollection and Ooh. it's actually hosted by uh, rob Lowe and alan yang and Alan Yang was the writer, director of this show and, and all of that other sort of stuff. And they break down on each episode of the podcast one specific episode. And so oh. this podcast, the first episode was about 44 minutes long, but came with about, I would say, five or six minutes of commercials. If you 
Okay. But if you're a Parks and Rec fan, you'll probably be into it. I want more. uh, I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, I get that sometimes listening to us is okay, you know, depending on what you want to find out. But we're awesomer anyway. um, (laughs) But it's interesting because it made me go back and look at Parks and Rec with new eyes. Because once they tell you mm-hmm. even how it's shot and how they develop certain characters and all that, yeah, I'm in it. I'm in it again. I'm watching Parks and Rec again. Oh, but anyway, that's called Parks okay. and Recollection. And and you can only listen to that after you subscribe to the watch list with Patty and Bill. See what I did see what yeah, I did there? I'm down. With so that. the last thing that I actually want to review. And this goes back to what Laura said last night. Bill, watch this movie for the podcast and let me know how it is. Is the new Clint Eastwood movie Cry Macho. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie uh, about Clint Eastwood, who is e- who looks every bit of 91. And he, that's how old he is. He's 91. He's 91. Damn. And I give him all the props in the world because he is still directing shit, starring in shit. I get it. He, he is a badass. He will always be a Hollywood badass. But he stars in this movie as a washed-up horse trainer to Dwight Yoakam. And Dwight Yoakam asks him, well, kind of compels him to go south of the border to get his son, who is living with their weird, whacked-out, oversexed mom, because she's out partying, doing whatever with however many dudes, and and Dwight Yoakam's character wants the kid back. And you hmm. find out through the course of the film the reason why he wants the kid back. But Clint Eastwood goes down to Mexico, finds the kid, and they start their journey back to the United States. Now, this takes place in 1979. And part of the reason why it takes place in 1979 is because the source material is, I think, actually from 1975. And and Clint Eastwood actually passed on making this movie in the 80s. And it kind of of shows. The script is very basic. And there there are a few scenes that are actually really, really cool. He can, I mean, his movies still always look good. There's a scene, there's a shot where he's driving this truck down from Texas to Mexico and and all these beautiful stallions are running along the side of the road on the op- opposite side of the fence as he's going, fuck, that's a beautiful shot. Anyway, <laughs> but there's no way that a woman who's only about 55 60 tops is going to fall in love with Clint Eastwood. Who's old as shit. 91. And, and that's what I've read too about other reviews too. I mean, say what you can about, you know, the rest of the movie and the plot and all that. He needs to give up that women, you know, kind of fall all over him. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a 90 year old guy. Really? Yeah. Well, Put really? that aside for a moment, because because in, in the movie I'm it kind of well, makes sense. Well, I mean, sense. the eight that thirty year difference just seems like a stretch. it's egregious in this movie, and they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And the, the sexism in Hollywood runs riot, you know, which is why you'll always see a dude who obviously dies his hair with a younger woman in a movie. 
a la, you know, Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's hardly you do you hardly ever see the woman with a younger guy. Yes, unless it's hard unless it's a movie starring Diane Lane called Unfaithful, where it's, you know, like she's some type of, of vixen or some shit like that. Cougar. Yeah. She's a cougar. Right. So <laughs> that was not my best cougar. Anyway. Anyway, but <laughs> my problem with this movie came in came in the form of the dated script. It's just it's just very basic. He goes and gets this kid, but they set this kid to be a a, a hellion. And and he's not. He kind of goes along with Clint Eastwood. Hmm. And and the kid is a new coming kid and he and he did a fine job. I think this movie would have been a better movie if it was a a soul movie starring Clint Eastwood. Like there was no plot okay. about going to get a kid where he had to go be macho and all that other sort of stuff. But you see a guy go through different stages from his life and, and I, and uh, set against the backdrop of the countryside, you know, or the Texas landscape or something like that. That would have been a, a soulful piece because you can see how old Clint Eastwood is. I love him, but he ain't dirty Harry no more. Yeah. So that's for sure. So babe, I took a bullet for you. It's not <laughs> that this was a bad movie by any stretch. It was not reminiscence, believe me. Oh. But if I paid to see this, I can't see anybody and and not disparaging our older listeners because I know there are a few. I can't see anybody under 70 going to see this in a movie theater. Oh, interesting. And it debuted it's it's opening this weekend or opened this past weekend in movie theaters and is streaming until mid-October on HBO Max, which is how I watched it. So, if you if you want some nostalgia, HBO Max has just also put up there tons of Clint Eastwood and the spaghetti westerns that he was in, Unforgiven, which is one of the best westerns ever made is up there. So they released a whole lot of, of past Clint Eastwood. Go watch that before you watch Cry Macho. But are you going to be completely unhappy? Eh. It's just a movie where you can skip ahead and you're not missing anything. All right. So we've got some news. News. Yeah. News. So I just want to throw out there that Netflix, the Netflix series, Another Life, that stars my gal Katie Sackoff. Yay. It's a sci-fi series. Season two will begin October 14th. Cool. There you go. Okay. Let's see. What have I got in terms of news here? So, th- and thanks as always to Dave for providing all of our news. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, no Time to Die, the new uh, Bond flick. Get, re- get ready, ba- people, and be comfortable. Has a, an official running time of two hours and 43 minutes, making it mm-hmm. the longest Bond film so far. 
So, and it's releasing only in theaters, apparently. So get comfy, get some snacks, because you're in there for, well, with trailers. When we went to go see Shang-Chi, there, there were at least 20, 25 minutes of trailers. I shit you not. So you're gonna so oh, you're wow. gonna be in that seat for about three three hours fifteen, three twenty. So get comfy. Okay. Mm. Let's see. What else we uh Peacock is now streaming all those classic universal horror movies like Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Invisible Man, The Mummy. All those ones. Ah, oh, so cool. So if you want to watch some, because, you know, Halloween's coming up. It's almost October. Uh, they've got all those all those movies if you want to do yourself a classic horror movie marathon or something. And you have Peacock and did, or access to Peacock. And we talked last time about Halloween Kills actually debuting on, on Peacock. Ah, correct. Yes, we did. So just, you know springing off of what you said you know start with the classics and then go right into halloween kills if you've got and i think what dave said you have to have the paid version or you said you have to have the paid version yeah you have to have the paid version to see the new halloween which the five dollar which i will buy the day before it comes out so i can so i can watch it (laughs) uh let's see here apparently the Eyes of Tammy Faye isn't all that great. That's what I heard. New York Times uh, reviewer. Well, and it's all over there, too. CNN said the same thing. So press screenings are... Oh, at, everybody's saying it yeah, now. Yeah, everybody is saying it now. That Jessica, Jessica Chastain disappears into this role. It's great. She's great in a mediocre movie. Oh, that's sad. But I still call it, though, I still say she's going to get nominated for Best Actress for this. The movie itself won't get nominated for anything like Best Picture or anything like that, but she will get nominated. Okay. So, anyhow. We will see. So, there is that. There's a female chess player from back in the day. She's 80 years old now. She's from the country of Georgia. And I'm not even going to try and pronounce her name. But she is suing Netflix over Queen's Gambit. Apparently in the last episode, there's a voiceover um, an annou- you know, talking about uh, our, our, the character in the, fi- in the show being the only female chess player to ever face men. And they mention this this other famous female chess player and they claim that she never played against a guy which is not true and that's why she's filing this lawsuit Mm. because she had actually competed against at least 60 male chess players and apparently 28 of them simultaneously in one game including at least 10 grandmasters of that time. Wow. Well, yeah. She is seeking 5 million in compensation and the removal of that statement from the the show. Wow. All right. So, we'll see how that goes. And I was just about to say before you beam me with that, I thought there was something else. Oh yeah, that's the something else. 
So, yeah. Oh, and it says here yeah. that at the age she began playing at the age of thirteen, and became female world championship at age twenty. Damn. She was the first woman to be awarded the title of Grandmaster, according to her lawsuit. And playing chess. Do you know how to play chess? I played against my brother, and yeah, he was captain of his chess team at the time, so I wasn't particularly good until I was playing against somebody else who had about the same skill as me. (laughs) (laughs) I realized, I guess I'm a little bit better than I was, but we both had each other in check for I don't even know how many moves. God. (laughs) So we were like, well, we... (laughs) i'm terrible at it i know how the pieces move i know how the pieces move and that's about all i yeah really i i I am not strategical in any way shape or form i can't see things that far ahead to be able to block a move that hasn't happened yet i suck yeah chess players are baller because they got they they like you said see moves three four moves down the road and there are all Mm -hmm. those names for all those moves queen's gambit all that other sort of shit is one of yeah Yeah. so there's openings and uh yeah yeah yeah, you're never going to have the watch list open. <laughs> yeah, we're never going to play chess in front of anybody. No. The watch yeah. list open. That's just us starting the show. But um bum ching. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Dad joke. Yes, exactly. But anyway, log exactly. on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Woo! Let us know what you've been up to watching. Have you seen Cry Macho? Have you seen have you seen what we've talked about today? Make sure you engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod at symbol pirate Alice and at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And make sure you give us a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'd appreciate that. And I'm just going to throw in there that um, last night, Sunday, mm-hmm. was the Emmys, and we don't care. <laughs> Now, okay. Which is exactly why we have said nothing about the Emmys. Ah. I remember us talking about the nominations, Mm -hmm. and then I thought it already happened. So when I found out it's this weekend, I was like, didn't happen yet they they gave oh. out some technical awards but they haven't given out like the big they did stuff. do that i saw i saw some posts about that particularly from katie Sockoff about the mandalorian and that's when i was like didn't the emmys already happen why are you talking about that now well we're and, gonna care next year yeah because your co-host is now an <laughs> emmy member Ooh. did i not tell you this i told you this you did tell me this yes but it slipped my but, mind because I thought the Emmys were already done. Well, I it turns out that I couldn't <laughs> vote this year because of when I joined. I know. So next mm-hmm. year, oh yeah, Bill's watching all the shit. So that when my vote, nice. when my when I can register my vote, oh yeah. Mandalorian Ooh. best series. Mandalorian best actor. Mandalorian best actress. <laughs> best yeah. drama. Mandalorian. And then I'll send you some, like, you have to vote yes, yes. on this. <laughs> Best special effects. Queen's Gambit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, so all anyway. right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. 
And uh, we appreciate all of you. Get your friends to join in. We really do. We're, you know, Parks and Recollection may be fun podcast, but, you know, they got star power. We are star power. Damn straight. Damn straight we are. Yeah, that was my star power there. Well, well, my star power needs to go get caffeine and a donut. But anyway, you guys. Seriously, I need to go. Yeah. All right, people. You take care. Be (laughs) safe, and we will catch you next time. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.